All right, welcome back to All American Wine and Whiskey, Season 2, Episode 12. And today we're doing a wine from Napa, uh, and it is Bond, and we're doing specifically the Vecina Napa Valley Red Wine. Uh, as always, I got my best buddy here, Wee Man. Hello, everyone. Billy Phil. What's going on? Not much. We have been on a little bit of a, a hiatus for all of April. We were all out spring breaking in different weeks. Um, isn't it weird we go to spring break now? It's like with kids. <laughs> Back in the day when we were in college and stuff, it used to spring break. But now we go spring breaking with the kids. So Different type of spring break. It is a little bit different, right? <laughs> um, any? Uh, did you guys have anything good while on spring break? Where would you go, Philly Phil? Uh, I went up to uh, Philly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> did you go see our friends at Dad's Hut? Uh, I did not. No. You got to do that, man. No, I uh, ate the first uh, Stromboli okay. uh, ever made. It's in uh, Essington, Pennsylvania. Uh, okay. Restaurant called Romano's. Okay. Invented the Stromboli. Pretty so, good stuff. It was really good. They yeah, really good. Any, any wine, any alcohol? Um, no. Not really? Not really. I know you brought back some Hetty Topper and Focal oh, Bag I here did, for me. actually, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got some Hetty Topper and uh, Focal... Focal Banger. Yeah, yeah, from Vermont, so that we, was pretty good. We man, how about you? Where'd your venture go to? Destin, Florida. Destin, all right. And anything good in Destin? Did you go to any package stores? Um, yes, didn't find anything, though. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Well, uh, I split spring breaks, but um, I was in San Antonio and uh, did a little bit of bourbon hunting um, and did a bunch of breweries. Um, never made it to a package store just to see if I could find any bottles because I was just too lazy and doing other stuff. But I did get the opportunity, which I threw on our Instagram account back when, when I had it. Uh, I had that Mitchell's, uh 20-year bourbon, and it was absolutely out of this world it was yeah i saw you post about that yeah it was good it was phenomenal um if we could ever source a bottle of it without having to spend out the ass <laughs> it's worth it um but msrp on that thing is like a thousand bucks so what you pay for for that it wasn't bad it was 250 dollars for two ounces <laughs> so i mean i didn't think it was that bad to be honest with you know what it retails for a thousand i guess we have a little different well i mean if you think about the breakdown in cost though a yeah. two ounce four. Mm. I mean, it's you know, it's a thirty. You know, it's three times markup, which is what you would expect, right? They weren't absolutely gouging it. So, um, I also had a pour of the Angel's Envy uh, barrel strength, which I thought was terrible. Really? Yeah, was not a big fan. What you do? What was bad about it? I did, it, it was just weird. It had a really, uh, you know, musty uh, finish to it. Um, it just, it was really odd. It was an odd, odd duck. And the, the guy that was um, really good bartender, um, it was kind of cool. He, he, he was sampling, straw sampling out of the pores. And, nice. um, you know, he even said, I'm not going to say anything to you until after you tell me your thoughts and tasting notes, told him about the podcast and all that good stuff. And um, Did you give him a car? No, he well, he immediately went on uh, and started calling us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hope, hopefully he'll be listening to this this episode. But uh, yeah, um, you know, it's funny because I was like, "Ooh, I don't like this," and he's like, "Yeah, that, me too." And we were both talking about it. So yeah, um, we'll we'll never have that one featured on the podcast. It was not very good. Angels Envy Barrel Strength, but uh, 
that kind of brings us into this one. Um, when I was out at dinner, um, I found a 2005 of the Bond Vecina, and I was super excited. It was on the menu list, and it wasn't really jacked up price. So I bought it, um, and that's why I was like, I have a bottle of 14. Let's open it. Let's crack it and kind of go from there. So we'll talk a little bit about the 05 um, after we're done with the 14. I'm going to give you a little bit about it, and I'll tell you what I paid for it in, in a restaurant, or you can kind of guess what I think you think <laughs> I paid for it. But uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we're doing the Bon Vecina 2014 Napa Valley Red Wine. Um, it's uh, produced and bottled by Bond, um, which is in the Napa Valley um Florida district and, and bond is a little bit unique um as bond decided um william harlan who is the proprietor uh and owner we've heard that name um, before huh? yes we definitely have um so william harlan obviously harlan wines probably the number two cult wine behind screaming eagle um decided in the in the late 90s to do single barrel or i'm sorry not single barrel but single vineyard um wine and so he found five that he really liked and this vicina is actually located right there at harlan um it's on the the western side of the valley um and it's in oakville so i love oakville juice um so i've, I've had like i said the 05 so i'm sure this is going to be good today so um that being said um you know harlan has been you know, kind of an interesting guy, you know, just like every, it sounds like every winemaker out, it feels like we talk about this real estate mogul, right? And uh, who knows how much he's worth now having Harlan, having uh, Bond, uh, Promontory, I think is the other one they have. That's what it's called now. Um, but it's, this one is 11 acres as far as the site. Um, like I said, it's right there at Harlan. So, you know, it's going to be one of those, like, instead of paying two grand for a bottle of Harlan, I guess this is the cheaper version, maybe, <laughs> uh, if you want to call it that. Um, so, uh, always highly acclaimed. Um, so, be interesting to kind of see the last highly acclaimed wine that I, I brought up for you guys. <laughs> you, you absolutely trashed it with Scarecrow, which was funny. Um, and I think that was an 07, if I recall, um, the one that we did. Well, maybe it wasn't. Um, but... Anyway, uh, 2014. So, Philly Phil, what I know you probably knew nothing about this place. I don't, and it's really it was really hard to find any okay. information. Yeah, it's outside of Oak Oakville. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, where it's produced. Yeah, I mean in, it is in Harlan. I mean, I, I I saw that as well, but it's really kind of tough to extract too much information. Yeah, so no notes, no handwritten notes, uh, no, no, no Google machine for Not you. Today. We men, you got anything that you have or know? So I'll be honest, I had never heard of this before. Okay. Before we started talking about this today. All right. Um, and it was hard for me to find some information too, but I did find some. Um, so yeah, I mean, this sounds like another cult following, like you mm -hmm. said. Um, I was interested to read that they like they sampled these vineyards, and mm -hmm. if they don't like it, they just they get rid of them. So yep. they've gone through, I think, over a hundred vineyards. Yeah, and they have five. Yeah, which seems crazy to me. Yeah, I think they're trying to make a six. Yeah, um, and they've been doing that vineyard, I think, for ten or eleven years now. So when you say they're they're trying out vineyards, these are different. 
yeah so different, different farms did, yeah exactly so different places located yeah, yeah so different places located in the, in the valley floor right so the valley stretches for many miles and you know you've got napa proper and then you get to like the yonville area then oak you know oakville and you know you've got rutherford st helena calistoga you know those different types of areas that are going through those different abas and they're going and buying like like we man said you know they've got I think at one point, like you said, they had like 80 to 100 different places they had, and they're trying to farm it and trying to use that and cultivate it to try to find this perfect, small, you know, vineyard that produces real small lot and blocks and stuff so they can charge a good amount of money. (laughs) But they don't own the land. No, No. they do. Oh, they do? No, on this one they do. That one? Not not all of them, though. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. I think some of them are, um, you know, there's you know, different pieces, they're leasing land, sometimes they're taking grapes, but uh, a lot of times they're doing is testing different um, vineyards and different strands and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think this one is the one that continues on. um, And and we may correct me if I'm wrong. I I think this is the original, I think came out in 99, I think is when it, it was, I think the first bottling of bond started was 99. Um, and I don't think these uh, vines, if I remember correctly, have ever been replaced. So I think it's the same, um, you know, strand. And, and I'm sure they were probably planted, you know, early 90s. You know, like we men said, I think they've got some that are still being planted right now. They're 10 years old, right? They're, yeah. they're waiting to see if they can get them to, to where it's acceptable to them to, to actually brand it and put bond on, on, the, on the bottling. Yeah, that just seems crazy, though. It takes 10 years to figure something like that out. Yeah. Well, you think you'd be able to just come in and say, oh, yeah, this is good wine or it's not. But they bring their people in. Yep. And do the farming and everything. And, yeah, it takes that long. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, I love – we were talking in the last podcast about the E.H. Taylor and and the branding and how much – I mean, it is, like, one of my favorite labels and branding, the E.H. Taylor – the Bond bottle is actually my favorite bottle of wine and the branding of it. And I think it's just a really cool looking crisp. It, it reminds me of an old banknote. Yeah. You know, kind of 1900-ish, you know, as far as stylistic. Um, and, and on there, it's kind of neat. It says friendship, um, character, and trust, you know, encircled, you know, around. Um, and I don't know anything about the, the photo that's captured here. But um, it's pretty sweet. Um, and the Vecina, you said there's five different ones. They all have different different colors. And the Vecina's got like this little bit of a, you know, an orange look to it um, that goes for the vintage date, the name Vecina. And then there's a little circle kind of showing and dictating and noting that this bottle of Bond is actually from that Vecina, um, the block and, and vineyard itself. Um, like I said, it's about 11 acres um, beside the actual Harlan estate. Um, I think it's just like south, this is like a little bit south of it. Um, but yeah, so uh, that must be a lot of pressure on the farmers, yeah, when they come through. Well, so, so they hire, they subcontract, um, these vineyards all subcontract somebody that comes out and kind of oversees their vineyard operations. And these guys get, I I remember reading somewhere, they get almost five thousand dollars, um, an acre as far as a management fee per month to just go and make sure that they're being managed and maintained properly. Now, obviously they've got workers that come in and work it. Right. But 
you've got that. You've got the winemaker. Um, now this winemaker is, you know, it's so well, you know, established that, you know, he, he's really just dealing with these three kind of portfolios that they have, but a winemaker can make up to $200,000 just for consulting. You know, like we talk about like Cecilia Welch, the consults and she does scarecrow and then she did Kiever and, yeah. you know, that type of thing. I mean, you got to bring them in and then they consult, right? About the picking and then, you know, when it's time to crush, when it's time to go ahead and go to bottle. Um, and, you know, if it's a Bordeaux blend, um, you know, how the, the mixture and the ratios are going to be. There's a lot of money that goes into it, right? <laughs> yeah. um, they say, you know, that's the old adage is to make it, make your first million, you know, in Napa, you got to start with 10 million, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you, it is not a... a uh, it's not a cheap business. Um, and as we said, I mean, spending 10 years on this thing, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy just thinking about that and the, the amount of money that's going into that effort without even selling a bottle, without even selling a single bottle of it. Um, amidst the prof, man, we, we don't have the prof with us today. Um, I was kind of hoping he's going to be here, but, but we've got some, uh, we got some meats and cheeses I broke out today. So, uh, we got the, Orange crayons here. I know it's good stuff. Mm. I got some. Uh, Phil, you you know all about this stuff. What is this stuff? Capicola. Oh yeah, gabagool. 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 It's a gabagool. Yeah. Um, and we got some Irish blue cheese, which is phenomenal that we're pairing with today. It's been a long time since we've eaten. Yeah. And um, going with the wine, so I figured why not break out some good food with this uh with this wine so we can get some good pairings with it so um we meant anything else that you had that you would want to add about bond or messina or harlan or anything so this is another one of these places where you can't physically go to right i i think it's not even open to the public so if i remember correctly bond does have a tasting room but i i don't think there's anything I mean, you probably have to be super, super high up to be able to do it. I know William Harlan at one point, and I don't know with COVID where this happened, but he did start um, a like a special barrel club or something that was like a hundred fifty thousand dollar initiation just to be able to buy barrels and like start your own barreling program with him, where you could select grapes and you could select barrels and stuff. That's just the right to buy. So I'm sure those people might get some special insights to get into, but I did personally try the last time I went out to Napa to call and see if I could get into any of these places. And it was like almost impossible. Like they answered the phone, but trying to get it something scheduled was almost impossible. Yeah. And I did it months out. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I, I think there's something physically there for Bond. Is that still because of COVID or just because? Uh, it could have been a little bit. I think, though, as we may have saying it, I think it's more of an exclusivity thing, and I don't think they're trying to produce and bring people in because if I, my guess is that the waiting list on this stuff suffices that they never have to bring anybody in the doors. It's right? years. Is it years yeah. now? Yeah. I was on the on the list. I was on Harlan too, but I had to stop doing the Harlan just because it was so damn expensive. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I have Harlan sitting in the, you know, in there now, and Must it's be like pretty damn expensive. Just <laughs> cut them off. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is a little too much, you know. Um, 
but uh, really good wine. I'll say the Harlan is phenomenal wine. So this is, um, you know, I, I think you guys should be uh, surprised and hopefully surprised. Hopefully you like it. Hopefully it will not be the damn scarecrow incident all over again. <laughs> so Billy, Phil, you get some swigs in now. Yeah. Um, tell me what your initial thoughts are. Um, Did you get anything on it? Yeah, I mean it's really smooth. Is what I get. Uh, some kind of berries. <laughs> okay. Of some kind. Very berry forward, yeah. right? Berry forward. So yep. definitely the style that I like mm-hmm. um, compared to the scarecrow, which was more earthy. <laughs> yep. I would say it has some minerality to it. A little bit, but it, yeah. but it's not so distinct. Yep. Right. Um. We man, what about you? Yeah, it's similar to that. Um, I'm not getting that dusty. Yeah, it's that, not that what we've talked about before. It's not the Rutherford dust, yeah. right? That you get on some of those. Um, I do get some minerality though. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's but, not. It's not dry dust. No, no, it's definitely not. Do Do you get? Do you have a distinct berry in it? You know, Philly Phil said berries. You got anything specific on it? I definitely don't get cherry or anything like that, which I love because I hate that in the wine. I get like a, I could be off, but like a blackberry or something. Blackberry? Okay. Yeah. I think blackberry and plum are the two that I get. Okay. Um, a lot. Um, I do get some tobacco and a little bit of spice in it. Um, so I think that's one of the things that, I think it's a little bit different. It's got some more meat to it. Although, it's really Phil said, it's, I mean, it's smooth. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But it's got a lot more character in the mid-palate to it. Um, and and for our listeners, I mean, this is like super, super dark. Massive, you know, extremely dark blackish purple color yeah, to this. Absolutely. Um, not a ton of tannins on it. I mean, there, it's... There's some. It, but you don't get it in the mouth, though, right? No, I don't get it. it. I don't think it's super tannic, you know, in the mouth, Bill, at all. I mean, you could see. I mean, it's it's got some legs on it for sure in the glass, but um, I, don't, I just don't get a lot of super tannin to it. Um, I'm sure this bottle is definitely, if we checked it out and you know they look at aging and stuff, I'm sure it probably could lay down twenty to thirty years. I'm sure it was built to do that. Well, you had an 05. I did have an 05. And it was still standing up. It was awesome. It was phenomenal. But um, I think 2005, as we know, is like one of like the creme de creme years in Napa Valley. I mean, it was a phenomenal growing season. Don't get me wrong. 14 was really good, too. Um, you know, it could come it could come out that 14 might be one of the better years. Um, you know, 12 was so fruitful and all that. And, and it was one of the ones that was like finally 12 happened because 11 was really bad and you know, that, those types of things. So when 12 happened, it was like, wow. And 13 was a good year and 14 was a really good year. Um, but yeah, like you said, yeah, 2005 is probably one of the well, you know, most well known, you know, years for Napa one. Anything well, else you want to add about it? What would a uh, beer, what would the uh, price be you know, <laughs> on the, on the bottle at the restaurant? Is it well, so, so let's talk about what this bottle is. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is right now. I don't know what it is from the mailing. Eight twenty-five, I believe. I think it's less. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's less than that, isn't it? I thought I saw eight twenty-five, but I think that's what it sells. I think secondary, it might get up there. I think this bottle's secondary right now. 
if you maybe if you go to wine search or something, I'd say it's probably six hundred ish. Um, when I bought the bottles, they were when I bought this bottle in fourteen, if I remember correctly, I think there were three fifty um, a bottle back then. Mm. Um, but that obviously has changed. I, it could have gone north of that. I would still think it's probably five hundred a bottle now. I would I would imagine somewhere around there. Um, and then obviously with inflation and everything like that, eight hundred. Yeah, at Oakville Grocery, right? Yeah, they're marking that up. Vino. Yeah, I would yeah. I would imagine it's five hundred from the wine club. Like I said, I'm not a member of it anymore. I'm kind of getting tired of. You know, you have to buy your uh, your allotment of it, especially the the damn Harlan that so, was getting out of hand. Either way, it's expensive. Either way, it's not cheap. Yeah. Um, I think at one point, and maybe not the fourteen, but but back in fourteen, so that would have been probably the eleven or twelve vintage. I, I think back then it was about three fifty a bottle, so it's probably more five hundred now. Um, the 05, um, like I said, I, I got a chance to open it, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this one. I was on spring break. It was phenomenal i was a little bit worried about about buying it at a restaurant and i was like oh you know what this is a nice restaurant it's got great reviews um and i was surprised they had an 05 um and when i saw it immediately i was like god i can't pass this up i i have to buy this right <laughs> and i was on spring break in this trip actually with my sister and she's like whatever you know she, she's drinking for free <laughs> so so the uh you know, our, uh, our waitress that um, we had, um, it, it, we were in, obviously in Texas, so there was different laws. And so they were allowed to, she's actually allowed to drink it. So I gave her a little pour of it too. And she had a, a glass of it. Um, and I'm telling you, it was, it was a killer place too. I think it was, uh, the name is Boudreaux's. It's right on the river walk. Um, they're actually famous for their, uh, it's like a pear, uh, what is it? Like a pear martini or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it, that was good. When you say there's different laws, he's over 21. What are you talking about? No, no, no. You can't, you can't, as a server, you can't drink oh, on no, the, the job. Server. I thought you meant your sister. No, 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 not <laughs> my sister. No, 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 the server. No, right. no, no. Our, our, uh, our server that, that was there, she, um, she actually asked her and she's like, cause she, oh, she's pretty, pretty knowledgeable. Cool. She's pretty cool. knowledgeable about it. So, um, I wanted her to, you know, have it. Crazy not to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you know how it is. She must have loved you. She did. She <laughs> did. Uh, she made an absolutely mean handmade guacamole. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Table side. It was great. So but uh, no bachelorette party this time. No. 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 Uh, just shared it. You know, just shared it with the waitress. We we had been drinking some then. We were going to breweries we've before told this. that story, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. we've told that one. Yeah. yeah, that was the Screaming Eagle night. Mess. Uh, that was the bottles never remembered episode. Um. And in the bottles, never remembered after that. I, I swear, we, we drank a bottle of Harlan after that. We by did. the way, yeah, we did. On our after our podcast, we did. <laughs> so you guys have actually had it. Well, Philly Phil wasn't here. He was in Philly. Yeah, I wasn't here. We uh we had the uh we had a fill in that day. I think the well the prop was here. Um, but anyway, somebody um, made you open it though, right? Like went yeah. into your closet. Oh and yeah, got it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a long day. Um. So yeah, talking about that. So what do you think pricing was on that bottle in the restaurant? Well, two thousand five Bessina. What would I'd you say? Eight hundred to a thousand, I would think. What do you think, me man? High end restaurant. I'm mean, not not super high end. I should take that back. It's not super high end, but nicer white tablecloth restaurant. I'm gonna go with six hundred. Okay. 
You made it sound like you got a good deal. I so. did get a really good deal on it. It was six hundred bucks. Boom! Well, nice. That's perfect. I felt like it was six hundred dollars. I had to do it, right? I had to have it, um, and it did not disappoint. So, what do you guys think about this one? The fourteen. You know, what's your thoughts on this one? I love it. I think you I think it's really good. Okay. Would I spend that kind of money? Probably not. Right. I mean, but I, I mean, it's delicious. But just knowing what we have, I mean, what we've had before, and you know, you guys have been obviously over the last couple of years with the podcast, and and obviously just you know hanging out and, and having someone. What I, do you think I comparable was? I don't think you can go wrong with this at all. Yeah. I mean, if you have a chance to actually stumble across it, but it's good. It absolutely is good. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, it's a smooth, tasty wine. Is it my, out of all the ones that we've had on the podcast, is right. it my favorite? It's not. It, I wouldn't say that it is. Yep. But I wouldn't turn it down if someone poured me a glass. I mean, it's definitely smooth. And Do you think it is because it's just so berry forward, but doesn't I, have I a so. lot of stuff? It's yeah. got some spice to it, though. Yeah. Um, It's got a little bit of like that mid-palate spice to it, which I think gives it a little bit of a uniqueness to it. Um, palette maybe but on the back i mean are you getting anything there no it's pretty yeah. flat yeah it's pretty smooth i mean and I, and maybe that's why you're not 100 over the top with it right yeah um now granted it's been out of the cellar for about about three hours mm-hmm. it's only been open for about an hour okay. an hour and a half i didn't want to open too too long just because it's got got a little bit more age going to it um when i first smelled it um there wasn't a lot of distinct notes out of it yeah and now, there's not a lot of distinct notes either. I mean, do you guys, when you smell it, do you get a lot more? Um, you guys are a little bit empty here. So. Oh, yeah, we going a little faster. We weren't at the uh, Kenny Chesney concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Granted, we, we met an hour at Kenny I Chesney was. last uh, night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We met was there last night with me. A little bit of a hangover today. I think I was even dancing, wasn't I? Yeah, you were. That you were doesn't happen very often. You were doing a great job with it. I just marched around. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did you get any video of that? No. I hope not. I hope we did. <laughs> he was definitely marching now. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap it up, Philly Phil. So, yeah, you kind of told us a little bit, you know, out of bottle wise, what do you think? Um, seven and a half for me. Okay. Anything else? My solid. You know, um, like I said, the berry, berry forward, it's smooth. Mm-hmm. Could sit there and drink it all night, not have a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, we there. It's good. Like I said before, I, I'm just, there's not a whole lot of complexity to it for right. me. Yep. But um, it's, uh, I'm going to give it a much better rating than the uh, the Scarecrow. Well, I'd hope so. Yeah. So, it's like eight, eight and a half for me. Okay. Honest. Yeah, I would I would agree with you guys. Um, very very forward. Um, like I said, I think there's a little bit more spice. I get a little bit of minerality on it. Um, I would definitely say the 05 that I had was was better than this. Maybe it just needs a little bit more time. It it could mm-hmm. absolutely it could be. We we might have opened it up in a little bit of a dead spot, but but I think this is kind of how this one is. I think it's that kind of just nice and smooth, easy easy tone. What, what Oakville, was the Oakville wines like this anyway? What was the difference between the 05s, just tasting wise? So the 05 was really well. This is this is going to be kind of weird. This one's like berryish, mm-hmm. so it's kind of you get a lot more of like a juicy taste. That one was jammy, like it just stuck to you. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like 
it really just stuck in your mouth. And um, the weird thing about it is it even the 05, you could still have the, you still had a little bit of a tannic taste on it, which I thought was nuts. Like I, I figured this thing's 17 years old. Most of that tannic taste should have gone away. It still had it. Um, and this one has some tobacco notes to it, but that one I felt like had a lot more, yeah, a lot more to it. Um, but I've, I've noticed that wines like these are just really good. And, and I know I beat this to death all the time with the Kiever thing, but Kiever's, you know, that, um, Western South, Western side slope. So it gets all that early morning sun. Mm-hmm. So, so, so does Harlan and this Vecina. Um, and so I think it just, it's just a mellow, it's very similar to it. It's that very mellow, you know. Yeah, I was trying to compare smooth. it to the, the Oro. I mean, Oro is. Yeah, exactly. Is, yep, absolutely. I think it's very comparable. Yeah, but yeah. I actually like the Oro. You like the Oro better. better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would probably agree with you, too. But again, one block this is a whole entire 11-acre vineyard. You yeah. know, there's a little bit more to it, so. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I think it's, you know, probably seven and a half, eight is probably where I'm at with it. Um, I do think that 05 was like an eight and a half, nine. When I had it, I was mm-hmm. really thoroughly impressed. So would you buy it again? Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, at, at 350, yes. At 500, I don't know. Probably not. Um, so, well, guys, appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Um, and we'll, uh, next time we'll bring you back some, some bourbon stuff. So. Uh, also, uh, check us out, allamericanwineandwhiskey.com. Have a good one. See you guys.